Well, good afternoon. Welcome to this December 10th edition of the Ag Market Network. I'm Pat McClatchy. We appreciate you joining us today. We want to first thank and recognize our long-term sponsor, BASF. Uh, BASF is the owner of FiberMax and Stoneville Cottonseed. We thank them uh, for everything they do and for making this program uh, possible for us. Uh, our lead speaker today is Kip Butts. He uh, will be joined by our, our panel, made up of Dr. O.A. Cleveland, Dr. John Robinson, and Gerald Nieper. Uh, Kip, thanks for uh, joining us and clearing up some of this for us. Oh, I don't know about the clearing up part, but uh, we, there'll be a lot to talk about today, I think. Um, thanks, John. Uh, Pat. Uh, as normally the case, what I'm going to do is just go over the uh, – the WASDE report that came out this morning kind of hit some of the highlights on that, and I'm going to ask my uh, my colleagues here to add, subtract, or correct anything that I might uh, might say about this that, that's not on the mark. I, I think the market was looking for the general terms. The market was looking for lower U.S. production in this report today and got it. I think it got uh, what a lot of people thought it should be. There's some uh, I, I understand that think. The, Crop may be lower than it is now at uh, 15.95, which is down 1.14 million from the uh, November estimate. I think there's some who think there may be a little bit more to be shaved off. We'll go into depth with that conversation uh, a little bit later. Um, and <clears throat> I think a lot of people found it interesting that the USDA bumped exports just a little bit. Uh, uh, to, at the end of the day, wound up going to 5.7 million bales for ending stocks, and that's down from 7.2. That, that's a nice little, uh, nice little drop. It's not enough, in my opinion, for a, 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 a comfortable situation, but uh, it, it's certainly a step in the right direction. Not only did that occur in the U.S., and the U.S. was a big part of this, but the world stocks went down 3.9 million bales as well. That is basically... Uh, because production was dropped 2.4 million, domestic use increased 1.6 million, and um, so that's sort of we put ending stocks at 9.7 and a half million bales, which is less than the beginning stocks of 9.942, and that that is really a step in the right direction. Um, those are still huge stocks. Don't get me wrong, but. We're starting to go the right direction with that. Just a few things that I think of note in the world market. Uh, the uh, India production was dropped a half million bales, as was Pakistan. I don't think that was a surprise to very many people in the market. Um, mill use went up a half a million in, in, uh, in China. And uh, I'm sorry, that's not true. Uh, you know, China did go up. A half a million, but they also increased their imports a half a million. That's the line I was reading. So, so let me just make sure I I did that properly. Production unchanged in China, imports up a half million, and mill use up a half million, which leaves in these stocks essentially um, uh, unchanged at 26.3, call it. Um, other notable things, I, I guess, are uh, a slight decrease in Bangladesh. Uh, uh, imports, uh, a decrease in Thai imports in Indonesia. All three of those countries we've been hearing about uh, 
as far as mildew slipping a bit or just not being up to par. So I, I don't think that's uh, that's particularly uh, particularly surprising. And Pakistan, I don't think I mentioned that their mill use was increased. Uh, 200,000 bales, India's mill use was also increased 1 million. As far as these rural stocks, rural balance sheet, I don't think there are an awful lot of surprises in here. Um, I think the one thing, and I'm going to ask my, uh, the folks on this call, the panel to uh, help me out with is, the one point, the 115 million bales of milieu seems a bit rich to me at this point in time, only because of the, the COVID sort of uh, environment that we're in and the polyester price um, worldwide is still really very competitive. It makes me wonder if, uh, if we're not looking at a lot of uh, pent up demand, thinking that might take uh, might have a bigger impact than than a lot of people are thinking. Um, I don't know. I've, I've covered the world uh, the balance sheet today, the Washington report. Guys, did I miss anything, or have I pretty well given a uh, a reasonable sort of uh, summary of this? Nice summary. Pretty reasonable as I see it. It was. The world thing was, at least the world production thing was dominated by the U.S. production thing, and then just those right. two adjustments on the Indian subcontinent. The rest of it really wasn't that dramatic in the foreign situation. Mm -hmm. well, was world we're... production down? Help me, please, I forgot. Yes. How, how much was world production down? <laughs> 2.2 million. 2.2. Or 2.4. 2.2. Or 4.4, of which 1.1 came out of the U.S. Yeah, right. okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, please. I was just going to say it was 52% it was the U.S., and then those other adjustments, all that added up to 90, 98% of the world adjustments. Mm -hmm. so, uh, I guess the question that I have I'd like to ask the, the panelists on this is, is I, I brought up the, the comment about domestic mill use uh, worldwide. Any comments on that? Are there thoughts over here? I guess, to me, I think there's a lot of uncertainty and cross currents in this market right now. Price-wise, it's like uh, we're just not indicating much of a problem anywhere despite large stocks. I, I, I want to kind of question the mill use, and I want to ask my colleagues what they think about that. So uh, you're questioning mill use from whether it's too high or is it about where it should or what do you yeah, what do I'm you thinking just, it I'm thinking it might be a bit high now okay I don't know at this point but I, I I toss that out as a question well to me it's high uh, and just to come in I guess I can only come in some side doors I can't find any front doors on this to come in on one. Uh, international mill use, we had absolutely great exports this week, as everybody knows. However, we had to mark it down to 71 plus cents. So these sales were made at low prices. Mills, I think, will buy cotton uh, at 72 cents, 71 and a half cents, maybe 72 and a half cents. I don't think they go much stronger than that. Mills are not going to chase cotton, in my opinion. They don't have to. They've not had to. I think there's demand down there 
I think there's good demand down there. Now that we get this report, and now we're 74 cents, I don't know that we're going to see a lot of demand. So I'm still vis-a-vis COVID outside of China a little bit concerned about mill use. We're still we're not seeing the mill use we thought we'd see in Turkey, and we're not going to have great sales there probably because, as we discussed this weekend, the the value of the Turkish lira. Uh, so yes, I come down on your side that the mill use is still a bit high. I do see other people say mill use is going strong. I just don't find it. I don't find that they're going out of two months in advance, three months in advance. They're still hand to mouth. That's all I have to say. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, our old friend, the commodity funds, the big speculators. It appears they were buying today. Gerald, what, what are your thoughts on that? And, and contrary to the fundamentals uh, and, and mill interest at lower levels, what do you think of this market right now? Uh, well, to, to always point, you know, I think we may have gotten a little ahead, ahead of ourselves. Um, the uh, I think at that 71 to 72 cent area, there's a lot of interest. You know, we can sell a lot of cotton. I don't know, like always says, if mills are going to chase it up here. They might have to. I mean, if, if they need cotton, you know, they, they may not have a choice. But I don't suspect that there's going to be a lot of them, you know, running out here and, and trying to get their hands on cotton at 74 cents. You know, that being said, um, you know, I don't think it was that long ago that if you'd seen a report like this, you know, dropping a million and a half bales off of uh, U.S. ending stocks uh, and, uh, uh, you know, particularly with the drop in production that, you know, this, I'm actually surprised that the market wasn't up even higher. But I do think that there's a lot of cotton out there that hasn't been priced yet, and there was probably a lot of hedging going on today to keep that kept the, the lid on prices. Um, will the funds chase this thing? Sure, they will. Um, if if they if they detect that uh, uh, they're not going to find a lot of selling pressure uh, above this market, and you know, I I, I don't know. I still am looking for a, an eventual top in this thing around 76, 76 and a half cents. Um, but I think the, the next two and a half cents is going to be real tough sledding. It's going to be tough to get up there. Gerald, how or anybody, how much, I mean, I'm kind of of the opinion the hedge funds were already thinking that supplies production was going to be lower, that this cut was going to come. I thought it was going to come two months ago. Here it is now. But, I mean, they were already, I think, a whole bunch of them had already been positioned. That's not, I agree with you that, yeah, they could, they sense, they smell blood in the water, or there's opportunity, they'll add to it. But, I mean, this, the general bet that production was going to be less than 17 million has been, they were already making that bet. They were already positioning on that. And I would think the commercials were, too. I mean, every merchant I talked to, you know, thought that production was in the low 16s. Or something like that. So you know, everybody that puts puts their money where their mouth is was already assuming, I think, that production was going to be a lot less. So I, I don't think the production cut was that big of a surprise. Oh, I don't think it was surprising at all. I think it was expected. I think it was it was expected back in October when I gave in October. Report. And Gerald just knew it was going to happen in November when he gave this report. And we had over <laughs> half of the crop picked when Gerald gave his report. 
and USDA still blew it. And as long as I've got the floor now for just 50 seconds or 10 seconds, let me just go ahead and finish it. USDA NAS should be ashamed of itself for totally abdicating any responsibility toward cotton in the last two reports. They did not pick up the numbers. They were there. Uh, the head of NAS, his assistant, whoever runs cotton, should be excused from employment with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. They just totally blew it, period. Uh, and so I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, there, yes, good people with NAS, but, man, they forgot about cotton this year. Again, we were expecting this in October and November. And you don't lose 900,000 bales in Texas in one month after half the crop's been picked. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. I guess, but my point is, with that expectation of the of the cut, eventually, I wouldn't think there'd be that much price response now that we have right. it. It would have been a disaster. It would have been yeah. a disaster if we'd have had a pessimistic report that yeah. didn't cut well, it enough. We'd you have had a you used the phrase, and I used it too separately. On that, uh, we both said that the effect was already baked into the market. Both of us used yeah. that same phrase. I noticed. Uh, and uh, it had been. That's why we didn't get much price response today. It was already there. Everybody, as I said, you know, even Ray Charles knew. He had seen this coming. Uh, uh, everybody knew the crop was going to be down. I stuck with it out of total embarrassment simply because USDA had it that way, and I was decided that coming. I'm going to follow USDA numbers. I'm going to quit second guessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I took that position too, uh, which could lead you astray. I mean, like last month, I'm saying it's a little bit late for them to come down from such a large estimate. I mean, it just made me wonder, what if there is a lot of cotton out there, maybe low grade, but uh, I'm assuming they're seeing something when they're sending, going out to, you know, taking 400 observations of, of um, you know, going out there and sampling with the largest sample that anybody takes. And I think our exports come about from what you said, low grade. We've got so much low grade out there. People are going to buy price, and that's what we're going to start. That's what we are selling now. That's what we'll keep selling. And that will keep the market from going higher. Hopefully, Gerald gets his 76 cents. We question whether he'd get his 74 cents. Well, that would be on deck, though, which would be equivalent of 72. Uh, so that would be a Next seventy two would be seventy four in March. So you go ahead. Well if we're looking for a catalyst for the uh for the spec funds, uh this low grade cotton could make our exports be a little bit higher than even what USDA has now and that might be that might provide a little bit of fuel for the fire, so to speak, uh to have them move in a little bit more. We've like I say, five point seven is still a big carryover number, but there may be a little bit of room for uh, trimming a little bit more of the, of the U.S. crop, but maybe exports have a little room here that we haven't talked about much. Uh, I got a critique this morning. This is OA saying that, yeah, we're still too low on exports. They'll be higher. And, yeah, exports could carry. Uh, uh, you know, we could carry exports higher. That could get the spec funds in. Spec funds, y'all correct me, but aren't they just sitting on the sidelines now? I thought well, they been... came in yesterday. Yesterday and today, but uh, this BDM, uh, uh, that guy said, "Oh no, this no, this spec business." But I still think it is. They're not as high as they were a month ago, but they're yeah. they're still pretty high. Mm-hmm. I think there's plenty of room, and, and 
And I think there's plenty of money out in the system now uh, that is available to come to the market sh- should they have a reason to do that. Um, okay. I do think they need some sort of catalyst, but I don't think there's a problem with lack of funds. I think it's out there trying to find a home, uh, and maybe it could come to cotton. Uh, that's not a forecast as much as, as sort of a, a keep your eye on it because I'm not going to be surprised if we we do see a, a bigger export number that the that the um, the spec funds will use as an opportunity to add to long position. Let me let me ask this of the group. This is a question that many of our listeners would ask, and that is for farmers that have sold cotton already. Uh, what what do we recommend? Uh, is there or for people that have not sold cotton, what would we recommend? What what would you tell farmers they need to be considered uh, doing uh, with where the market's trading right now? You know, I think there's some people have been looking for some vindication for kind of along the lines of what OA was just saying. USDA hasn't done a good job forecasting yield, and people have been clamoring about that. They've been tweeting about that for a while. And now, dead gummit, you know, we're vindicated, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that emotion and, and say, therefore, we're going to have a great big vindication rally much beyond the scope of, like, what, what Gerald's already painted. But that is to say, I'd, I'd say take advantage of you know, kind of where we are and don't think that it's just, just because finally we've had a cut in production that prices are just going to take off. I wouldn't be waiting, doing nothing, waiting for my vindication of a huge rally. I'd be taking out, taking the opportunities that are presenting themselves. Well, given the way the market acted today, of essentially buy the rumor, sell the facts sort of thing. Now, we didn't sell off. That's not what I mean. But uh, there's been some discussion that maybe one would have thought we'd have moved a bit higher. And maybe uh, the fact we saw some hedging in here today would, would suggest that if you've got some stuff to get done, I, I, I would think you'd want to do it. Uh, unfortunately, I told folks that several cents ago, uh, and some of them got some out-of-the-money calls that I don't think actually have done that well, but uh, I, I think I agree with John. If you've got something that's not sold now, I would certainly get on part of it. You may miss the absolute highs, but I don't think you're going to go wrong uh getting the bulk of that done, if not all of it done, the next uh, two, three, four cents. Oh, why is that what you <laughs> Well, I was going to ask you first, but, yeah, yes, and that's, that's my bottom line. You know, back when we cut our teeth, 100,000 bail change in carryover, uh, any carryover been a penny to the market. So back again, when we cut our teeth, this market should have been uh, limited up for three days. Uh, that's not the way this market works now. It hasn't worked that way for years. We we got a penny on a million bales. Uh, and uh, as I think we all agree, it was already in the market, this this USDA flood. Uh, so it was no big deal. But, uh, you know, I've been selling. I've been selling with the highest at 70 cents a deck. Uh, so we're 74 cents in, in March. So maybe that's cut it any way you want to, so just say it's 72 cents in debt. Uh, maybe we get Gerald's uh, bonus, and I think John I think John alluded to this. If you go ahead and buy a call now, 
and you don't, and you get Gerald's uh, bonus of seventy six, you're still not going to cover the cost of the premium. So unless you're a roaring bull, uh, you know, don't buy the premium. Uh, I think it's still think it's time to get rid of the crop. At the same time, I got texts this morning saying, yeah, 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 I told you this crop was 15 million bales. Uh, it's going to 90 cents. And another guy said, well, it's going to 85 cents. Uh, I hope they're right. No question about it. Uh, uh, one guy has got the crop paid for 14.9 million bales. And they talk about North Carolina coming down there. They talk about coming down in Texas. Uh and I hope for the individual growers, they get the yield. But at the same time, I hope we get a higher price. But boy, I just can't, I can't buy into it. Synthetics are very well positioned. Uh, COVID uh, mills have shown no propensity to chase the market at all. Uh, may, maybe, as Gerald said, they might start, but so far they hadn't. Uh, it, it's time to go. Thank you. Now, now, Pat, I assume you're going to shift gears and talk about new crop. I think it's a, I think it's a, I think there's more opportunity. You know, now we're not carrying in seven million something; we're carrying in five million something, and then the influence of this La Nina drought in the Southwest is going to, uh, you know, there's something for the hedge funds to get excited about in a few months. But uh, I would have, I wouldn't have people. Uh, people need to be prepared. For that and to grab the opportunities that are going to come there, which I frankly think we get a cut in stocks to use year over year of um, from, well, we're already down from 40 to 33 now, but if we drop from 33 lower, I think we will in next year's balance sheet. Uh, I think December 21 could be mid-70s and higher sometime in the spring, and so that's that's a whole other that's a whole other thing, but it's relevant, I think, people to anticipate. All right. I- any other comments uh, uh, before we uh, before we give our our forecast? All right. Well, Kip, you're going to get the honor of telling us. And if you don't mind doing it, give us the old crop and give us the new crop. What's the range you, you're looking at? Well, I, um, from a fundamental perspective, you would still say the market is uh, probably just slightly overdone uh, at, at current levels. But this market has not traded the, the true fundamentals primarily because of uncertainty. I think uh, it was very clear with that a while ago, the, the crop size. We were trading something that was different than what we were looking at. I think that's going to continue for a while. So I do think that upside of this market is probably a, uh, a 76, maybe 77 cents in, in, uh, in current crop. I think new crop, uh, December does have the opportunity to get to the mid-70s. I don't think if we get there, I mean, as we get there, when we do, the market should be evaluated. But I don't think I would, I think I would get some percentage of my crop done enter around the mid-70s and, uh, and and then just be right on the edge of the chair to get more done as well. Now, all of this is predicated on um, what happens with COVID because I think there's a, there's a pent-up consumer demand out there that we, we haven't discussed at least at this session today that I think can, uh, can propel this market a bit if we could 
after the first of the year, say we have a, a, a vaccine that we feel comfortable with and, and the economy starts to stabilize or move a little higher, I think people are ready to, to do a little bit more spending. And uh, I think textiles will get a part of that. And uh, so from that perspective, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty optimistic. But I think this is one of those cases where if you get to the mid-70s uh, in December, you get something done, and then you just watch very carefully and see how these other pieces fall into place. I'm sorry, oh. I took longer than I should have. <laughs> That's fine. John, give us your thoughts. I'll, I'll start with the new crop situation. I think we're going to spend most – December 21 will spend most of its time between 65 on the low end and 75, 76 on the upper end and the – with those higher prices coming and following a seasonal pattern, they'll, they'll come in March, April, May, I would guess. And, you know, if we're in old crop, if we're at 74 now, you can always move two cents higher just on a, just on anything, just on a hedge fund, you know, revving it up. So yeah, 76, I'm, I'm all in on that as, as an upper end. Okay. So your old crop, what was your estimate, your projection on old crop? I, I agree basically with Gerald that uh, old crop can could could get up to seventy six. Okay. And what's your low what's your low end on old crop? Oh man. Uh, I would uh, just since we've been in this range, I would I would just say seventy one. Okay. So the lower half of the seventies is where I expect to trade. Okay, Gerald, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> well, uh, uh, Kip and John had stolen them all. <laughs> the, <laughs> I, I don't have Sorry any thoughts left after that. You know, 76 the, on, on the March contract, 76, 76 and a half cents. Um, probably, I, I don't think we've seen the last of, of maybe 71, um, you know, 71 to 72 cents on, on, the, on the lower end of this thing. Um, I think that's where, uh, you know, a lot of cotton was getting sold at, at those numbers. So it wouldn't be surprising for us to, to go back down and revisit that number. Um, but uh, the uh, as far as new crop is concerned, you know, um, I don't think if I was a grower, I don't think I'd do anything until we, until we got to 75 cents. Then I would have to start to thinking real seriously about what how much you want to sell at 75 cents. And because uh, I, I think new crop might even have a chance at, at, at 80 cents, but uh, um, you know, I definitely get started at, at 75. What's your low end for new crop? Oh gosh, um, maybe 67. You know, okay. if, if this thing starts starts retreating some, maybe maybe 67. All right. Away, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think of Ben Ringtone here, and speaking of things, uh, Gerald just stole literally everything, every good thing I heard him say. Low end. Let me finish with that. Uh, again, I think we're done. And, uh, yeah, who knows? We're at 74. You can go to 76. You can go to 77. But I still think we're done. I don't think, there's, I don't think the, 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 the money is there to buy a call anymore. If you think it is, buy it. Uh, but I just don't think it's there. Uh, Kip mentioned uh, a pent-up demand. He's thinking it's if not to speak for him. I'm interpreting him to say it's coming two, three, four months. 
I don't see that pent-up demand coming for about nine months. I can see it folding its way in the market slightly, but the big burst doesn't come nine to 12 months on out. Uh, so uh, old crop is done from the top side. I think it's pretty much done from the bottom side. I think it was Gerald or Kip or John, uh, everybody said around 71 cents. If it can go down to 71, it can go to 70. So let's just say 70 to 77 is the range for old crop. Uh, I don't think you'll personally think you'll go to 77. I think it's done uh, at 75 and a half or so, uh, which is just 100 points from here, so that's dangerous. Uh, new crop, uh, I hadn't talked much about acreage, but... Uh, we're going to end up planting cotton, uh, unless I'm mistaken. John and I probably talked to the same person this week that had some pretty good numbers. And uh, plantings could be 12.5 million acres, uh, could be 13 million acres. Uh, will certainly be above uh, 12.2, I think. Uh, even at that, I think we've got uh, the, the upside potential. I very much liked what Gerald said. Uh, I, who knows how high it could go, but you sit back and do nothing until new crop gets to 75 cents, and then you start letting in the best way you have. Uh, new crop uh, on the downside, uh, 70 cents. I mean, maybe it goes to 68. I think Gerald said 67. Okay, maybe it goes to 67. But it's not much downside risk in new crop. Uh, demand will pick up. It just depends on the, the, the rate at which it does pick up. So uh, I think we've got some good sailing in front of us. Uh, just, just just, have a bump or two on the way. Okay, any any last thoughts from anyone? Need some limit up days. We'll have those in 2021. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Well, great. Uh, we uh, want to thank BASF for sponsoring our program, making it possible. Thanks to Kip for leading us today and to our panel for doing an excellent job. That concludes this, uh, this program of the Ag Market Network. Uh, we'll see you next month. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat.